0: Well, good evening. Uh, My name is Carolyn S. Um, So sorry, my dog is a squeaky toy. I'm going to take care of that. Um, And I am one of you. Um, I think um, just a little bit about my history, and that is uh, I was the oldest child, only daughter, Um, I had two brothers, and my first brother was born um, very early and very little. He weighed about three and a half pounds, and he would have been 74, actually, um, if he was still alive. So that was a long time ago, and I think it was pretty hard to keep... Um, preemies alive. They didn't have the technology. So my brother uh, required a lot of care. And the reason that I think that is important for my story is that um, after being doted on, you know, being the first, being this little girl that was dressed up, my mother always dressed me in dresses Um, You know, I was just kind of this little doll, and um, then I had a little brother who I dearly loved, but he required a whole lot of care. So I think that I started at a very early age trying to soothe myself, and um, there's a story about uh, my dad saying, okay, you know, you're... I was probably two and a half or something like that. Um, And he said, "Um, you know, it's really time for you to stop, you know, having a bottle. So he struck a deal. All right, so Carolyn, if you don't have a bottle, then I will buy you a red wagon. So my dad bought me a red wagon, and the next morning... Um, He went into the kitchen. I had made my own bottle, brought my pillows and blanket in, and I made a cozy bed and my little red wagon. Um, You know, that was just sort of the way it was. And my dad didn't take the red wagon away. Um, I was always, um, you know, interested in cookies and sweets as a child, and I also started to interpret love as food. Uh, we uh, moved away from where my grandmas were, and so when we would travel back to see them, my dad's mom would always have uh, my dad's favorite treat. and I don't know if it's okay if I say the food, but... It was um, a cherry pie sitting on the table waiting for him. And so, you know, how do we interpret this? Wow, my grandma, you know, uh, loved my dad so much. She made this special treat for him. It was always there. It was ready when we came. And then my other grandma, who was not... um, uh, she did not have hardly any money, but I would go there. There was always, here, honey, have this, you know, have some money and you can go to the store and buy yourself a treat. Um, our family gatherings were centered around food. Um, all the ants were in the kitchen, you know, doing the cooking and making all this beautiful food for everybody. And... I like to be with them because I got to taste the food, you know, or then help clean up, and then I snuck food. And so I think I was born um, a compulsive eater or something inside of me. I like to say that my enough switch is broken. And sweets always called my name, probably fat too. Um, You know, you couldn't do anything uh, better for me than put the fat and the sweet together. Um, so in seventh grade, um, I was about 25 pounds overweight. And my mother and dad were concerned, so my mom took me to the doctor, and they put me on diet pills. And at that time, they were simply, it was just meth. That's all it was. It was speed. And so I lost the weight. But throughout my teen years, there was always um, a teen magazine or somebody was talking about a diet. And so it was this food obsession, but also an obsession to not be overweight, to look good, be thin. And so I... Uh, it wasn't long before I discovered that smoking helped that. So if I was smoking, it's it's a little hard to eat when you're smoking. Not impossible, but you can have one, a cigarette in the ashtray. You can be eating, but basically it's not the greatest time. So smoking helped me not eat. Then because I don't believe I ever learned how to deal with my feelings, And I'm not sure, gosh, if somebody has when they're young, God bless them, but I don't believe that I did. Um, And the times were pretty stressful in my house, and, you know, I think high school is really stressful for kids, too. So then um, I started drinking on the weekends, and so I... Talk about this because I think it's so easy for us to switch addictions. For me, I would put one thing down, I'd pick up something else. I'd put that down, I'd pick up something else. So um, anyway, I was able to maintain a relatively healthy body weight. We got married. We had children. Um, my weight would go up, you know, 10, 10 15 pounds. It would come down. Uh, never, uh, like, maybe if it would go up 15, it would come down 10. Um, and it was very important for my husband for me to, you know, look good, uh, be thin. Um, we, we had children, and um, actually we had triplets, which kept me pretty busy. Um, and I dearly loved being a mother. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. But, uh, soon I was, um, you know, still drawn to the kinds of foods that truly are meant for treats, you know, not, not to binge on, um, and I would, an an example of this, and I mean, around here we are at Christmas time, I do not do this anymore, but I'd make like 13, 14 different kinds of cookies and candy, uh. But you know, I was the one that was eating most of it. Uh, so I would be gaining weight, uh, always on a diet, trying to lose the weight. and um, at one point, I don't know, always probably 50 pounds overweight, maybe 60. But I read about OA in Deer Abbey. So I went to OA, and I did what I called drive-by OA, which is I went to a meeting a week. It was a one-hour meeting. Uh, I said maybe I had a sponsor. Uh, I would, you know, say hi to her uh, at the meeting. We did not talk every day. I I believe that's how sponsors, uh, that relationship works best if you or if I talk to my sponsor every day, um, but I used OA as just another diet club. I never really went beyond. I, I, step five, I did do a fourth step uh, at this. Um, it was a Catholic re, um, center that I went to that helps you do a 4th step, and then I did a 5th step with um, a Catholic priest. Um, And, you know, I drifted in and out, Um, you know, I was dieting, and I'm saying dieting. Um, It was not a healthy food plan, it was what was called gray sheet. Um, I tried not to have sugar, but I thought white sugar was the only thing that was sugar. Uh, honey wasn't sugar, right, or Torbino sugar, or um, health food sweeteners. Um, So I would, you know, use those things instead. And after about seven years, I left OA because I thought, hey, I'm looking okay, Um, you know, life is good. And then I did what I call my 13-year slide into hell and uh, ended up being well over 100 pounds overweight. I I had life-threatening sleep apnea, high blood pressure, uh, severe acid reflux. My hips were hurting. My knees were hurting. And I was incredibly sad. Um, I remember we we bought a hobby farm and I had these beautiful daughters and I always wanted to have all these animals. We had all the animals that I'd ever want to have. And I was sitting outside the barn just bawling because I was so sad. And I had everything that I ever wanted, but I was so sad. Um, and so, you know, kind of learning things, things and other people doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't make Carolyn happy. Carolyn, uh, not that we don't get joy from our family or, uh, you know, I've got two dogs, I love my dogs, but if I'm not spiritually fit... It doesn't matter what I have in my life, because it'll never be enough, because there isn't enough. So I went back to OA in 2000, and I struggled so. I just struggled. I was trying so hard. A few things happened uh, during that time. Um, One thing is, uh, I had a sponsor. This time I was really trying to work with a sponsor, but I kept what I would call slipping. I would eat what I wasn't supposed to eat. I'd eat more than I was supposed to eat. And my sponsor kept saying, oh, it's okay. You did the best you could. You did the best you could. Well, that is really not what I need to hear because I did not do the best that I was po- I'm capable of. But I didn't know how to do it better. I needed a plan. I needed an action plan. So the next time something happens, and for me, it's never really what I ate, uh, what I would be eating that would drive me to more food. It was something that was going on in my life. And it could be a happy thing. Stress is not always sad. I mean, it could be a happy thing. I didn't know how to deal with life without food. And sadness or um, you know, unhappiness, not knowing how to have a relationship. So uh, a few things happened. One was um, I was trying to eat healthy and I was munching on a one one pound bag of baby carrots uh, and my jaw locked up. And I went to my dentist, he sent me to a TMJ doctor, and she sent me to a TMJ physical therapist who sat across the room and said to me, this is not just physical. It's emotional, and it is spiritual. Now, I had been an OA for, you know, not counting the time I left, but for nine years, and that didn't click. That's what our disease is. It isn't just physical. So then um, I went to Dallas with my other daughter, and she had a three-month-old. My other daughter had a four-month-old. And so I'm holding these two babies. I was babysitting. My daughters went out. And I'm bawling because I knew I wouldn't live to see them grow up. As I knew my health was not good. And I was terribly sad. I kept trying to lose weight. I, you got to remember this word here, I kept trying my way and it wasn't working. Um, I went to, we have a treatment center in Minnesota that had a very famous um, speaker that came. And he's, he was from Minnesota. Um, and it was so powerful because it was about forgiveness. We have a disease. It's not a lack of willpower. Now, a disease like cancer or um, epilepsy, or so many uh, some kind of a blood disease, heart disease. This is a disease we have. It's not lack of willpower. So then a the program came into town that actually, you actually work the program. You call your sponsor every day, you commit your food, you weigh and measure your food most of the time. Um, and I've been doing this for 21 years, weighing and measuring my food. I, I did that tonight um for dinner and i read and write every day um i change my food plan when i need to i recently found out i'm fructose intolerant i was eating healthy food and my stomach was hurting you know uh, it's like we have to change our food time uh food plan sometimes um because our body might change you know and As a reminder, um, three and a half minutes. Oh, thank you. Okay, so that is uh, where I am. So now I've maintained this 100-pound weight loss uh, loss for 19 years. Um, And one of the things that I would like to share is something that one of um, the meetings that I go to put together, and it's on our website, and it's called Abstinent Holidays. And the website is O-A-I-N-A-C-T-I-O-N.org. And under the uh, what is OA in action, there is a resource called Abstinent Holidays. Now, I will guarantee you that I could not be here today talking to you and being abstinent since June 25, 2001 without having some resources, my higher power, of course, prayer and meditation. But I also need real-life resources. What in the world do we do on the holidays? You know, it's really hard to uh, go to a holiday event, and there's all this food around and drink. As I also drink, don't drink alcohol because it acts like sugar if it doesn't have it in it. And they're there. So how do I get by these 21 Christmases without... For me, I celebrate Christmas without using these foods. Well, for example, uh, I always make sure I bring something or I find out what's going to be there, but that is healthy for me and that I I can share with others. I also... um, I think that it's it's very, very important to also realize that these events, at least it was for me, they're not just about food. They're about people and joy. So I don't hang out in the kitchen as much. I might clean up, but it's like I don't hang around the sweet treats or the bar. I don't do that. the other thing is, I, I now I have, you know, all my numbers are in my phone. Oh, good Lord, I hope I never lose my phone. But I have my phone with me. So if I, something happens, you know, being around family sometimes isn't that much fun, and something might happen, I can go into the bathroom and I can make a call. I also have on my phone... Um, I have some of the OA literature, or I also have the big book, I can go sit and I can read. You know, it's simple to say, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. You know, um, that works really well. Um, And I think that it's also kind of important, it sounds really crazy, but, you know, make sure you got a car there that you just are not dependent on somebody else or that you come with but someone my... who... Did you say stop? We're at 20 minutes. All right, we're at 20 minutes. All right, well, thank you. I hope that any of you that are interested um, check out this document because many people put it together and it's a rough time, but the only way we can do this is by doing it together. Thank you.